yeah, if I was gonna if I was gonna sum up the Colorado ecosystem, especially in the entrepreneurial world, uh, the term that comes to mind is collaboration. So you'll hear that all up and down the front range in regards to um, why entrepreneurs are flocking to Colorado right now because of the the collaboration that happens uh, amongst all the entrepreneurs here in our ecosystem. Welcome to Startup Ecosystem, No Stupid Questions, where we unabashedly dive into the topics and questions that most startups and entrepreneurs are smart enough not to ask in public. Here's your host with all of the stupid questions, Joseph Hacker. Hey guys, thanks for watching another episode of Startup Ecosystems, No Stupid Questions, and I'm super excited to have Michael Beavis on uh, this episode. Michael, you are your name comes up in all circles around Denver. Uh, regarding startup ecosystem. So can you start out by sharing just a little bit about you and kind of your role in the ecosystem here? Sure. Yeah, so I always jokingly say that my day job is the Director of Innovation and Entrepreneurship for the City of Denver. I work specifically in the Office of Economic Development and Opportunity, um, and I often say that we're kind of the best kept secret in town, and that's not necessarily a good thing because we have a ton of resources to help support um, entrepreneurs at all stages of the journey. Uh, my background, I came out of the higher education space. The position I'm in was created at the city in August of 2018. And prior to that, I was a banker and a finance guy for a long time in San Diego, where I'm from. And uh, I always jokingly say I have more college degrees than I like to admit in public. Um, but I'm also the founder and CEO of my own company called Cool Skins. So I designed and patented a dog cooling vest that keeps your dog cool for up to two hours in 90 plus degree weather. So as in all my teachings and everything that I do, I um, like to say I like to practice what I preach. So when I'm coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs, uh, I've been through it myself and uh, suffered the same pain points, so I get it. Well, uh, that's refreshing to know because a lot of the times when uh, I talk with city people they or city officials, they tend to have an idea. They come from it from a, a more of a city approach, more of a project approach. So sure. I'm glad that you got some skin in the game, which is yeah. good for all startups, right? It is. Yep. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Discover VentureX, Denver, five points. VentureX is a modern co-working space offering its members a shared flexible workspace with a community of like-minded business professionals. Professional. Private offices. Flexible terms. Find out more at www.venturex.com backslash locations backslash Denver dash five points. So in particular, um, you wanted to talk about the Colorado startup ecosystem. Now, literally, uh, Brad Feld wrote the book on this. So yeah. you can go to bookstores and read about the ecosystem was founded here. So um, can you tell us a little bit about what makes the Colorado ecosystem unique? Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought up Brad because um, you, I actually referenced him in an article that I recently wrote when I was asked the same question of what makes Denver's eco entrepreneur ecosystem so strong. And for those that are familiar with the Colorado, you know, just the landscape in general, Boulder, which is just north of us, about 36 miles, um, has long been known for kind of a, being a tech startup ecosystem. A lot of collaboration there from some very successful founders, Brad being one of them, as an example. And in Brad's book, um, what I really like, it's actually a little bit 
comical for me and somewhat refreshing at the same time, Brad is very clear about collaboration, right? And entrepreneurs getting together and kind of creating the solutions themselves for whatever they need in their ecosystem. And he actually has somewhat of a slightly negative view in regards to government um, and their role in the process. Um, but, you know, I, I, I've talked to Brad many times and it's really interesting to talk about it is like, I feel like our role is, especially in, in what I do with Denver, is um, to help lift those entrepreneurs up by getting them the resources that they need and then getting out of the way, right? So um, I talked a little bit about that in, in um, our article, the article that I wrote. But the other thing that you always hear is collaboration, right? So our office works a lot with businesses from outside the United States that are ready to expand into the United States. And oftentimes they come to Denver, San Francisco, Boston, New York, they're traveling around the United States looking for the right place to land. And more often than not, they end up here in Denver. And the number one reason they'll always say is collaboration. I can't believe how friendly the entrepreneurs were. They were, they were willing to kind of open their doors and help me out. On a weekly basis, I probably refer one very early stage entrepreneur to somebody who ultimately is kind of their direct competitor in that space, and that entrepreneur is happy to meet with them and, and talk them through um, all the different different phases of, of what their journey is. So that th those are some of the things here. You know, from the city's perspective and the government perspective, we often tout our 300 days of sunshine uh, here in Colorado, and that the, we have the second largest airport in the in the world. Um, by landmass um, and and more direct flights to more destinations around the world than any other any other airport in in the United States. So, uh, personally, I uh, love the accessibility of the airport. I land and I jump on the train, I bring it into ride it into Union Station, and then I can scooter around. So, uh, yeah. Denver is definitely accessible. Um, and then the weather is great. It is snow in the morning and it's sunny that afternoon. It's, it's, exactly it's crazy. Right. Exactly. Um, what do you, in your experience, what is something that um, people may not know about the ecosystem? Uh, well, you know, I referenced it earlier is that our office is really kind of one of the best kept secrets. And that's, that's not intentional. It's just that we offer so many resources. Um, and so we kind of have a motto. We're sitting here today in the Commons on Champa, which is a free co-working space. It's what we call a public-private partnership. So the city owns this building, the Downtown Denver Partnership runs the space, um, and it's intended for entrepreneurs to be able to come in off the street, free Wi-Fi, free coffee, free connections to mentorship, um, programming resources, that kind of thing. But our office, in spe it's specifically, we, the kind of the motto is, is if you're starting up, you should start with us, right? So I work specifically in the area of business development, and their charge is primarily business attraction and retention. So I work with entrepreneurs from the ideation phase all the way up to the Fortune 500 type CEOs that say, hey, we hear Denver's hot and we want to move our, our company there. What do I got to know? Um, and we have tons of resources from, you know, from funding, uh, low cost kind of debt financing options that we have that can help kind of round out your capital stack. We, there's potential um, incentives for you to you know, relocate your business in a particular neighborhood. There's some grant opportunities for businesses that have been impacted by, by the growth that the city has you know, experienced, right? So if there's, if there's some challenges related to construction or something in there that's hindering uh, traffic flow to your, your business, we can be a resource for you. Um, and so, you know, I would encourage any of your listeners, even if they're not in Denver, 
to think your first stop should be to reach out to your local economic development team um, because they tend to be connected to all the resources that you need to get to and even if they don't have the financial resources um, to provide you directly they, they probably have the connection for you to, to help you kind of continue to move your project forward uh, so so Commons was like the thriving spot. In fact, uh, last summer I held a meeting of kind of restarting the startup community. Yep. And, and the outcome of that was uh, we're waiting for Commons to open. Commons is on the brink of opening. Uh, and what can people expect out of Commons when it does open? And if people are listening a year from now, what would they discover by, by uh, coming to Denver and yeah. Visiting Commons. Yeah, so the Commons on Champ has been around for six years now, going on seven years. Um, and, and one of the things I talk about in my article is, you know, to create a, a thriving ecosystem, you need to have a champion, right? And we have a champion here in town. His name is Eric Matisic, right? He's kind of the brainchild behind this space. Um, this, was, this was created before my time here at the city. And he's also the brainchild behind Denver Startup Week which is the largest free entrepreneurial event of its kind in the country. And prior to COVID, we, we had a close to 30,000 people kind of descend onto downtown Denver for a week-long uh, you know, commitment to just entrepreneur education, connections, resources, those kinds of things. The Commons on Champa actually served as that hub uh, for Denver Startup Week. And we hope, I, I know, hope is not the right word. I know that once we get the doors back open again, we can expect this to be a kind of the thriving hub for early stage businesses. So typically speaking, my staff and I, we provide what we call free advisory hours. So again, encouraging those businesses to come in, what, what resources can the city help me with? But we help them with everything from writing a business plan to a marketing strategy, to getting them connected to somebody from the US Patent and Trade Office to help walk them through getting a patent on your product if, that, if that's what you need and dozens and dozens of other resources. But in addition to that, we have community members like yourself that come in and will provide what we call power hours, right? And they're kind of mentoring sessions for early stage entrepreneurs. And you can, on any given day, look through the calendar and say, oh, there's gonna be a digital marketing uh, you know, training at, at noon in conference room two, and you can just pop in there and they're all free. Um, so, so that's happening, and then one of the things that you and I talked about is an example that we were doing in this space that was really, really successful, or starting to become really successful, is what we called the monthly gap gathering, right? And I kind of spearheaded this based on some other models and things that I've seen in other parts of the country to help really kind of pull the, the entrepreneurs within the ecosystem together and hopefully give you back a couple of days in, in the evening during the week so that you didn't have to go to six different networking events um, throughout the week and we could hold everything in this space and in march of 2020 we had over 300 people in this building uh, for that exact purpose so we were about three months into running that program and it was really starting to gain some traction and we ran it like mini startup week so there's free beer and there's free networking and then we would run mini sessions all throughout the building. Uh, we, we're sitting here in a large event space and we can hold, hold people, you know, close to 200 people in here for large presentations. Just last Thursday I was in here for a company that's relocating to Denver, a tech company, and they did a product launch event in here. We had close to 100 people in, in the room and uh, it was a, a really good thing. So we're slowly starting to come back. Um, I do hope and have high aspirations that by the end of May we'll be, the doors will be open and it'll be kind of business as usual and back to what we were doing before COVID. Awesome. Now, uh, so you kind of mentioned 
that monthly gathering. Um, I knew Tony Shea. I've hung with him in Vegas. He uh, was going off of Ed Glazier's uh, collision theory. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was instrumental in the, the startup ecosystem and really kind of giving small businesses a chance to start. Um, I've pounded the payment on Sand Hill. I've been out to Austin. I've been to Raleigh. What makes, how does Denver compare to yeah. some of the other hubs? Let's say I'm a startup and I'm looking to, to plant my flag, you know, put up my, my shingle. Yeah. Uh, why would I come here? Yeah, that's, it's a great, great question because so in this role, I've had the pleasure of being able to travel all over the world, actually, to look at ecosystems. Uh, in my prior role in higher education, I also got to do that because I used to build innovation centers for university systems is one of my roles there. And you mentioned some good good places, right? Like Raleigh's a great place where it's really starting to gain some traction. We're starting to see a lot of lift in Salt Lake City. Utah is really starting to gain some traction. Um, and, it, and I've had the pleasure to see a lot of these different places and see some that are really good and some that are really bad, right? Um, but some of the ones that I think are doing a really good job, and in, in London they have something called um, Plexel, which is out where they, um, where the Olympics was held once upon a time, and that's kind of converted over to private ownership. Mm-hmm. But they, they've done a really nice job, and the, the resources that are there are pretty fantastic. The one challenge with that is it's relatively far outside the city, so it's not as centrally located as it could be. Really great examples of things that, I, that I, I'm very impressed by is in St. Louis. There's an area there called the Cortex District, okay. um, and it's similar to here in Denver what we call the, the Rhino neighborhood. And 20 years ago, it was a totally blighted, you know, 200-acre plot of land in St. Louis, kind of sandwiched in between three of the four major universities there. And the citizens got together and said, hey, we need to do something. This is not, this is not a safe place to be, and this is not what we want in our city. And the universities kind of came forward and, and, and contributed a significant amount of money to kind of start to convert that. And over the course of 20 years, it's now this thriving kind of place you want to be. Right for for an entrepreneur, so they have incubators and accelerators and uh, monthly gatherings and all kinds of things there, and they have and it, and they're anchored by large organizations like Microsoft and um, and uh, what's the the swiping card payment system, oh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and draw, <laughs> drawing a blank on the name, but but and Dupont is in there, right? And they and it's just it just feels like a place you want to be as an entrepreneur. What's interesting about a lot of those ecosystems is that there's literally no government involvement, right? The city's not necessarily supporting it financially. They're not supporting it with, you know, their own resources and that kind of thing. And that's fairly standard a little bit because, you know, cities are limited on the financial resources that they have, right? And there's a lot of other challenges that cities face with, like, homelessness and other other things that have to be addressed and are, are a real drain on the financial aspect of it. But, you know, back to the original comment, right, and, we're, and Brad, who's it's clearly a, a thought leader, in this space, it's really the entrepreneurs that are creating the ecosystem that they want. And again, why does Denver always rank in the top one or two cities in the United States um, to, for entrepreneurs to thrive? We, we are the number one city in the United States as an example for female founders, hmm. right? Great, the best city in the United States for female founders to start and grow a business, also for, for black founders, right? Hmm. So there's a lot of that here and it's, it's primarily because of that collaboration piece, right? The, the entrepreneurs are just so welcoming and so 
interested in helping you make the connections that you need in order to be thriving and successful. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Discover a business card that has proven to help you grow your business. It's time to join the in crowd. Create your free digital business card and start making friends, growing your network, and staying connected. With Joining Crowd Digital Business Cards. Sent with love from Joining Crowd. Yeah, and I'll, um, I know you're short on time, um, but uh, the Austin mayor really got Austin going by not really involving the government, but by publicly stating, hey, this could be a home for startups. So yeah. uh, it's great that Denver's gone the extra step and is actually investing, putting their, their money where their mouth is. But, uh, but I thought that was fairly unique that Austin really became a thriving space off of just kind of a cattle call. Yep. So it's exactly right. And I was just at South by Southwest down there. Uh, fantastic event and you know back in person and those kinds of things and, and people are eager to get back to that. Austin has done a really good job of that. What, and, and there's a lot of similarities in Austin as there are to Denver as far as like just the feel and the vibe and the lifestyle mm-hmm. a little bit there. What's interesting about that is it, it's, it's relatively spread out. So an event like South by Southwest is relatively spread out in comparison to like say our Denver Startup Week. Um, and you know, here I think we have like these really interesting, unique kind of clusters around mm-hmm. town, which, which I think helps kind of create the binding, if and you will. And it's fairly yeah. accessible. Yep. I, I cut yep. my teeth in the Orange County ecosystem and really everything was a drive. Yep. I can jump on a scooter and get to anything pretty much here in Denver. Yep, yep, that's a good point. We're um, getting better, too. Our public transportation's getting better. So. I know you're short on time, and I didn't get to ask a lot of stupid questions, <laughs> but uh, I'll ask this one. Uh, how can people find out more? Uh, they can contact me directly, so I'm happy for them for you to provide my contact information. It's simply my name, michael.bevis at denvergov.org. Shoot me an email and I'll respond to you. We'll schedule some time to chat and I'd love to just see what you're working on and how I can connect you to somebody that's going to help you take it even further. I love that connection part. That's one of my spots too. I love connecting people. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michael, for being on Startup Ecosystems. No stupid questions. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Startup Ecosystem, No Stupid Questions. If you found a nugget of information that that you found valuable or could be valuable to someone else, hit the share button. Catch you next week. Well, that's it, folks. That's another episode of No Stupid Questions in the books. If you would like to be a guest on Startup Ecosystem, No Stupid Questions, simply apply at www.joinincrowdpodcast.com backslash no stupid questions. One last stupid question. Who do you know that could benefit from this episode? Hit the share button and share this episode with a friend or an enemy.